we go to work and when we're Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Whining with, with nurses. nurses. I'm Kat. I'm Sarah. I'm Regina. Regina's back. You'll remember her from the, uh, you know, one of our earliest episodes. Oh, and yeah. she just got a new job. She's going to be out of the state for most of the time. So we <gasps> had to right. snatch her up before she left. What? She's going to start traveling. I don't know anything about your new job. I knew you got one, <laughs> but I didn't know you were going to be out of state. It was kind of secret. Um, I'm going to start with a vending company. and. But wait, before oh. you do, let's open oh, some right. wine. Yes. First things first, man, business. Here, you give know? me your, or oh, do you yeah. want? Here you go to my bra- maid of honor. There. <laughs> <laughs> she passed me her microphone so she could open the bottle of wine. Oh, I'll use it to, uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the saddest cork sound ever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a huge cork, so. Yeah. So if you guys check out the photo that we're going to post with this episode, um, this is a glass bottle of wine that looks like one of the old milk ju- milk pitchers, milk containers. Milk bottle. Oh, yeah, milk bottle. I don't drink milk, so when I'm sorry. When they used to deliver it. <laughs> yeah, milk bottles. Yeah, so back in uh, Sarah's age. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> no, but back in my age. <laughs> back in your age. Are you older than Sarah? I am. Significantly? Um, I I feel like it. But you know, I'm young at heart, literally. Oh, okay. Well anyway, you look very you wouldn't you don't look any different. That's what I'm saying. Oh I'm in a back corner, backing out. You okay. got our milk from the food lion, thank you very much. <laughs> um can yeah, it's yeah. a really, really cool really cool bottle. Is. It's Thank you. Vaso di Marina. That that's just what the bottle says. This is from Portalupi um, Wine Company, and uh, this is their white wine. So they have three table wines. There's a white, mm. a red, and a rosé, and this is the white one. And I can't remember their exact name that they use for it, but um, oh, these are the so only good. ones that they sell in these milk bottles. And <clears throat> you can go in, and it's twenty two bucks for this bottle, and it's a little bit larger than it's like, a regular size. It's wine like a liter, bottle. right? Yeah, this one's a yeah. whole liter. And you, um, they keep track. You know, they put a little sticker with a number on it, and the six bottle that you buy is just a penny. That's oh. amazing. Yeah, that's it's, a good deal. I already snuck a sip, and it's delicious. Is it Cheers. good? I haven't um, tried the white one yet. Carter and I brought a bottle of their Ooh. red. Sarah reminded me to our neighborhood part party right mm-hmm. when we had our block party and it was fabulous so i think this is a winery we should definitely go wine tasting this smells too. like grapefruit mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. it oh, actually kind of tastes like a little bit of grapefruit i think it's grapefruit really good and honey and uh let's see but it doesn't look honey colored it looks more like uh straw no. i don't know it looks very buttery it looks like you need to drink a little more water but you're really close to being hydrated <laughs> <laughs> That's my assessment. Oh, your pee? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, How did I pick up that? Didn't. <laughs> I know, Sarah covered the nerve. She was because, drinking it and she yeah. was involved, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the wine. I just, yeah, I didn't associate it with pee immediately, but I should. Mm-hmm. I should have as a nurse. Wine. Well, thank you for bringing a white, by the way, since sure. I've been having headaches from reds. We'll see. 
apparently someone was, have you heard of the, the thing you can pour the wine through to, and it takes out the tannins? No. Mm-mm. Apparently there's a thing, it's like 45 bucks or something, and you can pour your wine through it, takes out the tannins. I would never But it's do only that. a one-time use, and then you have to put the new filter in each oh, time. seriously. But it's for people like that really have, we have a friend and his mom gets instant within a couple six like well, yeah, really people sick actually are allergic have, like the right. allergic reaction and just but with this she can drink it that's pretty cool that's I'm, an expensive habit if you really I know. need a glass of wine and you need to spend 40, 40 something dollars to have each it. time no On each bottle of price of the bottle i know wow. it's, it's not worth it i wonder how i wonder how it changes the taste of the wine yeah because i really like tannic well, that, wines you know mm-hmm. so i wonder about that if it that's kind of what i was thinking like isn't Sometimes with some of the wines, it's like the best part. Uh-huh. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it is, and I hadn't heard of it before. Heard an aerator, but not... It looks just like an aerator, too. That's what I thought you were saying, is Mm-mm. when you pour it through, being an aerator or the right. the ones that they sit on top of the glass. Mm-hmm. Like, they're plastic, and they have, like, a filter in them. But I'm right. wondering... That doesn't it sound looks like just what like I'm an thinking. aerator, but no, it's, like, actually... Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Anyway... So thanks for bringing this. Delicious. You're welcome. I want to try more wines of theirs. Don't have a description for the taste yet. I got It always takes me a while. I have to let the wine open up and then I can really taste what it tastes like. I think like. it's really light. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like um, a heavy white wine, like a, a normal Chardonnay would with the oak taste, mm-hmm. but it isn't as buttery as like a Sauvignon Blanc. So. But it's not as light also as some that are just really watery mm-hmm. and have like the initial text flavor and then they're just gone i think this one's like a really i don't know i really like it see i don't think of sauvignon blancs as being very buttery i think of them as being more crisp and i think this is somewhere in between like you're saying like i think it has more of a mm-hmm. linger on the palate than yeah. some whites do um so but what does it taste like but it's delicious i don't actually it tastes just like peach white Ooh, wine i got peach <laughs> peach there we go Peaches and grapefruit. Now we, we can move on. Now we're satisfied. We <laughs> labeled you know it. Exactly peaches. what the wine tastes like. <laughs> and we already said grapefruit earlier, so perfect. Mm-hmm. We've got two fruits. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Regina. Now go. We- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have foraged into um, a job where I am not going to be doing patient care anymore. Hmm. So I will be um, traveling and I will be educating sonographers and physicians and um, also, heart surgeons on how to use their ultrasound machines mm. um, in surgeries and procedures, and they'll be able to um, get better information from the cardiac ultrasounds, but I'll be the instructor. Mm-hmm. So instead of being in patient care, I will now be traveling um, like 80%. So I'm kind huh. of home like three or four days a month at the most. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. How far are you yeah. traveling? What's the scope? Um, all over the nation. Really? So, yeah, next week I start in Washington, then I go to Vegas, back to Washington, go to Florida for a week, um, go to Cleveland for a week, go back to Washington, then I go to Georgia, then I go to San Diego. And is this... Like, it's crazy. The whale's vagina. <laughs> are, you, are you teaching about, like... So it must be a specific product, like a specific mati- machine that yes. you are teaching people yes, on, right? It's, Not um, sonographering in general. Yes, it's um, <laughs> sonographering. <laughs> Picturing. Um, it's a verb. So what it is is it's a, a new machine for this company, and um, 
a new platform of the technology and the software. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of hospitals and doctors are buying this equipment. And then with when they buy that equipment, it comes with entitlements, which allow them to be flown out and brought to our learning centers. Wow. So they get the equipment, but because they're buying it, part of their purchase is their own education and uh-huh. how to use it better? Yeah. yeah, so they're actually buying their their education along with this machine. It's like buying a race car and getting to go to you know a racetrack and learning how to find out what it can do. Because mm-hmm. you're not just going to drive a race car right. you know, to and from work and put the keys up and not use it to its potential. You right. know what I mean? So right. um, I'll be able to um, instruct people on how to use their machines more efficiently, um, how... Yeah, so I how to I'm, unlock I'm, all the secret powers. Absolutely. It's like in Donkey Kong powers. Country. Oh my god. Didn't bring up Donkey Kong. <laughs> Sarah's been <laughs> playing, I'm playing the Super one. NES Classic. Oh I'm in love with it. Yeah, I got I got dropped into NES Classic last night after a couple glasses <laughs> with Sarah. That and sounds really it. fun. We did. We did what? <laughs> what was it? Super Kart? Mario Kart? Uh-huh. And, um, and Street Fighter. And Street Oh, Street Fighter was kind of the bomb. We were yeah. kind of having a great Invite time. Invite me next time so I can oh fail God. and make you guys feel great at how good no, you play no, these no, games. No. I don't think you had no will. idea what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she was all of a sudden electrocuting me and eating my oh. head. And um, Whoa. Street Fighter's <laughs> This awesome. sounds really fun. <laughs> Sorry to get us all sidetracked, but no. It was, Do you guys it was live so in the funny. same city? No. No. She oh. lives really close to you. Oh. I live right around the corner from Oh, well, then definitely are. invite me next time when we'll just carpool. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyway. Oh. Sorry yeah. to sidetrack us. So anyways. <laughs> I had, so um, I think a lot, of, um, a lot of the imaging for what I do or what I did with patient care, a lot of it had to um, uh, center around the, the technology, the techniques, the education, plus the ergonomics. So um, the company I'm working for, it's – it's all about building a great machine and the great technology, but also taking care of your customers, which are your sonographers and your physicians that are using this mm-hmm. equipment because sonographers are the number one most musculoskeletal um, injury on work. Really? So we're like the number one for workers' comp because of our shoulders, mm-hmm. our hips, you know. and Because you do it, such repetitive it motions. It is. It's repetitive, right? and plus it's... Um, <clears throat> we're pushing our arms directly up or directly down against body mass. And as we know, our population is not getting smaller mm-hmm. ever. So, um, you know, our beds are getting stronger, but our physics isn't changing. So we're trying to make the technology better to help all the sonographers and physicians. So that's, that's also part of my job. So that's I'm really just neat. now starting and I'm totally excited. I've never not been in patient care. So... Are you training right now? Yeah, I'm training in a, um, I have a virtual office at my house. And so I'm, uh, I'm doing all my training and all my uh, regulations and CYA stuff. And, you know, we all talk about health stream, but it's a whole different thing when it's a, a huge um, international um, company for healthcare. There's so much um, regulations and credentialing that you have to go through. So, and then Monday I start sure. traveling. I don't know what CYA is. Cover your ass. Oh. Like, you know how we always have to <laughs> I was do like, I should know yeah. this. Like, what is that? So, oh, that's like, why I teach like, training. Yeah, hospital, like, we take training for HIPAA. Right, right, like, right. We take one training. I've taken three. Yeah. One for the company, one globally, one. One's too many. Then, I'm sorry you had to take three. But then every hospital that I visit, <laughs> I have to take another one. Right. It's each, because so we I just. So, I have to go through credentialing. It's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Um, it's funny, just going back to what you were saying about the population is not getting any smaller. Yeah. I had a patient this week that was really a tiny, thin woman, <laughs> and someone was doing a bedside echo, and the doctor was there too, and they just kept saying, this was a great study. <laughs> <laughs> just the pictures right? looked so much better, because yeah. if you don't have to go through all the body mass, well, the image yeah. is more clear, right? Yeah, and you also, like people that have lung damage, um, you know, we're in the fire area right now. We've had a lot of people that have smoke damage, and smoke damage in the lungs it's it's horrible it is actually a whiteout but um because yeah. you're tr so explain to people they don't know what so, that means they're trying you're trying to see through so, them too yeah i'm trying to image through the lungs to the heart and if you've got smoke and damage and mass in the way of those lungs then it's like looking through a muddy screen door right you just can't right. get through and you can't get your information and physics is not changing so we have to do anything and everything to get around that that's the difference of somebody who comes straight out of school and pushes their hardest to get the best image, which later on in life you realize you just have to back off a little bit and, and you're, get a much better image. You're saying physically push. And through, physically push. Because the larger, meaning the more fat that a person yes. has on them, you're trying mm -hmm. to image through the fat, which muddies the image. Yes, or somebody's on a ventilator and you can't roll them on their side. Um, I've actually oh, had point. to you know, get on a step stool. I've gotten on chairs and you put your body in all these odd and uncomfortable positions, but you don't think about it until you come out of those positions and realize, oh, that kind like, of Like, oh, I'm sore. So, yeah. Yeah. So most people in my, my profession- That's what Ryan says about surgeries. our sex life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have heard that. He's gotten on a stool and like- <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, when I sleep over There's in the There's no guest length room, he won't go to. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all what about. What a good man. That's why you're marrying him, right? <laughs> exactly. That's right. Lock that's that why. shit down. Oh, yeah. I'm engaged, y'all. Actually, I'm already married yeah, yeah. well she, she was engaged for what a month four days yeah about a month you well you quite literally <laughs> locked it down too since you proposed with carabiners that's right, right. locking locked carabiners and then he right. opened the carabiner disconnected <laughs> don't do that that was great anyway uh that's really interesting regina i'm excited yeah. for you i am too i'm so excited for you and, and yeah. i really want to come hang out Absolutely. in some of the places you're going to visit no, I'm, I'm totally excited and it's funny because now just doing my training on the computer i'm finding out all the things i could have been doing mm. that i could have learned just by going to these educational programs but i didn't have the opportunity and you know i'm really realizing how important it is to have the best technology your heart surgeon you want them to have the best technology the best machine the best um training there's classes apparently that i'm going to be going to before i start teaching them and we're going to be doing like um heart dissections mm. so a room full of 20 people and not only are we going to be learning ultrasound and cardiac ultrasound but we're going to be doing um heart dissections so huh. i'm totally excited for that i totally geeked out when my boss told me that yeah like, that's really what? cool yeah so, so you're it's gonna be all cardiac yes like everything mm -hmm. is okay all cardiac because um, so that's my specialty right um i do have vascular experience but i just haven't decided to uh specialize in that mm -hmm. so yeah i i mean i'm i never thought i would go in this direction for my career but i got recruited and the offer was too good to pass, and now I'm no longer in patient care, which is what I loved. So I was just telling Sarah that last night it's really, it's kind of, it's bittersweet. I mean, I'm excited because I'm, I'm um, kind of like downstream from patient care because mm -hmm. I'll still be helping people provide patient care, but right. I won't be in the patient right. care setting anymore. So, yeah, it's a, it's. It's, it's an interesting shift, and maybe yeah. you like it. Like if you, until yeah. you try it, I did that. I was a, a home care nurse supervisor, and I didn't 
I was more supervising the nurses that were providing care and it was kind of a bummer and I ended up leaving because I really wanted to, I became a nurse to provide the care. But it's, again, you don't know until you try it and you're going to be changing and helping people in a different way. Well, and also, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years now, Mm -hmm. 11 years. And, you know, my body is hurting. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have surgery. Pretty much everybody I know in this field is has either had surgery or has had two surgeries or is getting ready to have surgery. I'm not going to have surgery to continue my career. Mm-hmm. I said that when I first got into it. I said I would never be that person because, you know. Because who wants to have a surgery if you don't have to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, exactly. Nobody. Like, my thought process is what else could go <coughs> wrong with surgery and do you go back and can you give 100% after you've had surgery? I can honestly say I don't, I don't want to go down that, that trail. And I just feel like I got recruited for a reason. Somebody brought this opportunity to me. I didn't go looking for it. So mm-hmm. when I did get it, it was kind of crazy how it all happened. Like it, it happened in a matter of like weeks. I told Sarah, well, it came up first. And then um, the job had kind of been put off to the back burner I guess during the holidays and then it came back around and when it came back around it was like okay well we're ready to hire we want to interview you we'll fly you out and then like the next day I got the job offer so that's crazy I told Sarah I was like oh my god I'm I'm all quitting this job that I thought I was gonna have forever and retire from so yeah I think it's a good thing though yeah um it has been kind of a whirlwind and I'm really really excited for you but I'm gonna miss you I know it's going to be yeah, weird that you're not going to be, be around. It's going to be kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm going to be living um, in all different states, but I'm, I'm going to get exposed to so much more than just being here. Right. And, and, for, and for my lifestyle, like it, it's going to be awesome, I think. That's a fabulous opportunity. A lot of people, I know you can do travel nursing, which Sarah has done, uh-huh. but um, this sounds really neat. Just even if it wasn't permanent, like you never know, but you get to, have you traveled much around? No, and that's what I was telling Sarah. I said, you know, um, I haven't had the opportunity to travel and I haven't had the opportunity to think of going these places that I'm going to be going. And I was telling her last night when we were making dinner or she was making dinner and I was drinking and watching. Um, <laughs> let's be, let's be a little bit more correct there. That sounds um, I was good. telling her, you know, these are places that I'm excited to go and explore the food, the, the mm-hmm. travel, the opportunities and just kind of get out and and yeah, see what's Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, I'm totally. Yeah, That's I'm, I'm really such a excited. cute place. We were talking about going to the South and what kind of food is there and what kind of fun things to do. And right now, my first three months is just chaotic travel, so I don't really have time to travel and be a tourist. But once I get my territory, then um, I'll be able to extend and take a couple days here and there and, and uh, you know, explore what's going on. So, so how, how long are you in each place for? Um, so for the next three months, everywhere I go, it's about three days to one week. Okay. And then I come home for like a day and a half, literally do my laundry and go right back. So um, <laughs> I just got my travel plans yesterday for the next two and a half months. And there's sometimes when I'm gone for 10 days, come home for a day and a half, go back out for four days, a day back for a day and a half. Wow. So, like a traveling businesswoman. Oh my gosh. It's mm-hmm. Look at you. You'll be using the hotel laundry service pretty soon, I bet. Oh, yeah. You, so I'm, that you can save your time at home for fun. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's going to be crazy, but I'm excited. I mean, just to be able to go out and do these things, and I would have never thought to um, go to like Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. You know, so it'll be cool. The miles are going to pack on, so that'll be kind of cool. 
<laughs> and you'll be a super specialist because you are not just learning how to use a machine. You're learning all of the different features. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's it reminds it's, me it's of something a professor said that once that the further you get along in your career or just in life, you find that you learn more and more about less and less. Mm-hmm. That makes Isn't sense. That true. Yeah, mm-hmm. because and and plus, um, you know, we're going to have these sonographers from all over the nation and these physicians coming in, and I learn something from every person I encounter, especially in my career. So I'm excited to learn from all these different people, even though I'm eventually going to be teaching them. I'm still going to be learning from them, and my thought on that is, you know, everybody learning from each other is going to be really cool. And it isn't just book work. It's, you know, little tips and tricks and all this cool stuff. And surgery for, um, for hearts is really changing. We're going from cracking a chest to, you know, going up through the groin and doing a transaortic valve replacement. Well, ultrasound is your main component in that surgery. So these surgeons and these doctors, they're really finding that these are the procedures that are needed because there's no radiation. I didn't even think about that because we, our doctors do TAVRs, so that's the short of what that what she just said. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, I know they all wear like sunglasses during the procedure. Because it's in um, a cath lab and then they're lead glasses. R- right. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, not sunglasses, but they right. look like sunglasses. Yeah, they kind of look like They just wear them to look cool. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, their main objective is look, be cool, look cool. So, but you said there's no radiation. Well, so through the ultrasound, but in the open heart suite, they don't right. wear those glasses because it's not a cath procedure and they're not using fluoroscopy, right? Which is but during know, the tavers they are yes because yeah. um, they're right they have to see fluoro- where they're going yes right um, but they also use ultrasound where they inject something that is radioactive and then they use yes not necessarily some- radioactive but fluoroscopy is live X-ray. So they so inject the dye, the contrast, correct. and then the the live X-ray lets you see where that went. Yes, mm-hmm. but also okay. you can be um, using a stent or um, a placement device, and then they can see that on fluoroscopy because okay. it has like an element um, that mm, can that be lights seen. up or mm-hmm. whatever. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's, that's why everybody has to wear all the lab. lead aprons and everything. Yeah. So that's in the cath lab, but um, tavers are. Um, done in the cath lab, but also in the hybrid OR. And hybrid OR, um, not only are they watching the fluoro, but more importantly, they're doing the ultrasound because the um, transesophageal probe is down the patient's esophagus, mm-hmm. which lays right behind and under the heart. Mm-hmm. So it's right there. So they can see um, all the devices coming up through the heart to be able to implant that aortic valve. Mm, so crazy cool what you can so do. Cool. It, it is. I remember hearing about all these wild stories in school that eventually, you know, we're going to be in the OR doing this. And I just thought, okay, that's where I want to be. And yeah. now now I'm actually going to be teaching it, not necessarily being in the OR. Right. But this will also set me up for different jobs in the future. Yeah. yeah. So like I told Sarah, my first year is going to be all learning. I mean, the classes I'm going to for the first two months, I'm, I'm going to every class that this company offers. So I'm going to all the surgeon classes, the physicians, sonographers, down to this is how you turn on the machine. I mean, basic all the way up to the advanced. So, And then eventually I'll be teaching those. But <laughs> it's crazy to be able to have a job where I get to go and learn. 
That is really cool. That is really cool. It's amazing how far we've come in, uh, with surgery, oh, <clears throat> especially. I was listening to a podcast today called The Weirdest Thing I Learned This Week, and they were talking about <laughs> the deadliest surgery oh. um, where a, a surgeon killed three people with one surgery. So <laughs> what? this was back before they had um, anesthesia. anesthesia? Oh, yeah, how- so people had See? to be awake for surgery, which is insane. I mean- that's just, it's horrible to me. Just a little bit. Um, anyway, so surgeons, Perfect. they Thank needed you. to be really fast. Oh and this gosh. guy was the fastest knife in the West End is what they, they <laughs> called it. Except he killed three people. Yeah, so the way he killed Maybe three that's people. that's why was, he killed three yeah, people. <laughs> he, he amputated a leg or something of whatever the patient he was operating on. Oh, and this is before Florence Nightingale and washing your hands was a thing. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't care about uh, hygiene and um, germs. Yeah. Well, you're going to die anyway, so why not try and <laughs> see if you could live a little bit longer? Right. So he amputated this guy's leg and then... Um, he cut off the finger of the med- the surgeon's assistant because <laughs> someone had to stand there and hold the patient still because otherwise they would be thrashing around, you know, because... So he accidentally cut the so finger off? So he cut the oh finger off, God. which wasn't uncommon. Oh and then also, so both of those patients got gangrene and died. Oh, mm-hmm. not the patient, but the assistant died The patient also. and the assistant <laughs> yeah. both died of gangrene. And then a third person Sorry, was just funny. someone who, you know, they used to have OR suites where people could just stand very close and watch because, again, they didn't right. know about this. Oh, like you a know, gallery. A gallery, yeah. So, um, But it, like right up close yeah, and personal. Yes, yeah. and so the surgeon, in his you know fast fury, cut the coattails of someone, an older man who was watching, and the man thought that he got stabbed, and it scared him so badly that he had a heart attack and died. Oh my god! One oh my surgery, gosh. three people dead. Why am I thinking of the Seinfeld episode, Junior Mints? I know, I was thinking of that too. <laughs> What is that? I've not seen Where it. Where they have an OR suite, and I think it's Kramer, and he, they're sitting up in this balcony where you can look down on the surgery. It's open, and he drops a junior mint he's into the cavity of somebody's because body. because it's like he's watching a show. Yeah. <laughs> and all the other residents are sitting there watching not eating junior mints, and then he drops one. Oh, dear. By the way, this wine has changed as we've been drinking it. I think it smells more floral now, and it actually tastes a little bit like... Like grapefruit now, and maybe like honeydew, and a little like honeysuckle. What do you guys think? Oh, what do you got? Honey something extra in suckle. yours? I don't know. What is that? What is that? Mm, it looks like uh, something like a secret. Oh, that looks like that you can interpret. That looks like some animal hair and saliva. <laughs> you must have been drinking that the entire time. <laughs> oh, Go, no. pour Go pour it and out, and we'll get a new oh, glass. No, I'll just do this. Um, I'm I'm an. You do you, I'm but. I- <laughs> It is. That's exactly what it is. I won't say it. It's just cat hair. Whatever. It's fine. It's if I have to cough up a hairball and I end up with this. Is there? You know, we have some paste for that. You just (laughs) put it on your paw and then you lick it and then it moistens your. You know what? Whatever works. Stomach, so you can maybe it'll help vomit it out. I don't really know. (laughs) I'll let you know. Um, that's cool. I'm really excited for you. Oh, you know what? That so that what you were just talking about the surgeon who killed all these people. It reminds me of. A really good show that I don't remember the name right this second, but I'm going to tell you about. Uh, it was like a PBS show or something. You know, they they do the old fabulous shows. That, I mean, I like them. Most people, Carter thinks they're really boring. Uh, one of them's called <laughs> Lark Rise to Candleford, and he goes, Lark Rise. 
podcast a condo food each time because it's just so boring. Is it a British show? Yeah. Oh, some of them are great though. I know, like Call the Midwife. Yeah. I love that show. It's all about women delivering babies. Like back when there was just midwives going to your house and you had like six kids and dirt around you. And you're talking uh, like the, the PBS programming. Yeah, like PBS. Oh, yeah. yeah. All those love documentaries it. Oh, are really I hope good. this doesn't sound racist or anything, but I cannot watch or listen to anything where people have British accents. It's just... I get so really? sleepy. I just, they have, they, <laughs> the accent is don't very soothing. Don't ever go soothing. travel to England because I, she'll just like, I don't know what like I travel do. Bus and be he's a like, narcoleptic. And this is, a, I, I just tune out. It's just the sound of the accent. It's gonna just, fall on the queen really? Very soothing and very, yeah. you know, whenever the, the BBC comes on um, NPR, I just, I really want to listen to it because I Sarah's feel like that's driving a good and then she falls asleep and hits a tree. No, I can't. I have to change it. I just, it's like when you read a book that you're bored with and you read the page and you're like, did I even just read that? I don't know. I just saw the words on the page and then you have to try again. I do agree that it is very kind of calming and um, lulling, kind of like when you're a kid and you didn't know golf. And so you yeah. turn on golf the minute that golf was on the TV, you'd be like yeah. pumped out with you and your grandpa. Yeah, that's a much less insulting <laughs> way to say it. <laughs> just Sorry, British uh, people. You no, have very no, soothing accent. No, no, I know. It's like, I don't think that's the right <laughs> word. <laughs> that's fine. Um, just a little judgmental. <laughs> so you might not like the show then. Uh, I happen to love British accent. I always wish I was British. And we actually, actually, most of my lineage, according to 23andMe, is all British. And we have lots of family in Britain, anything. Maybe that's why I love it so much. Uh, so the show is about a general hospital and they didn't know anything again about germs. So none of them wore gloves and they did surgery with their bare hands and... <laughs> Uh, it's just crazy to watch that. You're just kind of cringing the whole time going, oh God, oh God, put gloves on. Oh, they have like pox and, you know, pox well, even, and hox and walks and regular TV shows. Oh my Back in the day God. when they were doing that, some of the techniques that they portrayed, mm. it was like, it's cringeworthy on mm. some of the like Nick at Night and uh, well, now it's just TV land and now it's Now it's just funny because it's terrible. Sometimes you just watch surgeons, them and you're like, what if they couldn't get through a certain uh, tissue that they were trying to cut, they would use their teeth, just like when you try to open a ketchup packet. We have a really tough piece of meat, and you're just like grabbing and pulling on the fascia, nice. which is what people are eating. But so anyway, gross. I just made that up, but it probably happened Prob- at some point or another. You know what? Hey, uh, I, yeah. Everything started <clears throat> some way, right? You didn't yeah. just go in and say, oh, this is how you pull out an appendix. Yeah. I feel like you back out the wrong stuff first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always jealous of like back then because sometimes like now we know so much that if you make a tiny little small error, you can get in a lot of trouble uh, as a nurse. And back then they didn't know much. So I feel like it must've been so much easier because you're just, <laughs> well, you didn't know what you didn't know. So well, you didn't know you and caused just really nursing. You didn't know yeah, what you yeah, just you did know. was going to cause someone to die in six months. It, I mean, not even that, but just like, I feel like they wouldn't harp. I know they still did though, at least according to these shows, which who knows if they're even <laughs> historically accurate, but it, I don't know. Anyway. Well, most people <clears> died in like their forties, you know? Right. Of I course. Mean, yeah. Sixties was, like ridiculously yeah. elderly. It was like a hundred now. Died of yeah. something stupid. You right. Know? Yeah, like a uh, like a simple infection that we could actually oh. fight nowadays. What show they is would that? Die. Or pneumonia or TB or any oh, weird stuff. That's what I was thinking of. So, uh, off of what you were saying, Regina, um, there's a show Vikings. I don't know if you guys watch this, but it's it's a good show. Do you watch this? 
No, okay. Just me and Carter. So Vikings and the king dies of a, or almost king or something. He he like dies of a bee sting. Oh my gosh. Was he allergic? Oh, because he's allergic. He's allergic. And he yeah. got stung by a bee. Oh. And his whole face. The aliens are here for us. <laughs> his whole face swelled up. Swelled up. Oh, mm-hmm. I, sure. I wouldn't want to die that anyway, way. Anyway, it got swollen and he his airways closed and he died. And they didn't know why. They had no idea. They just thought he randomly got sick and died because- Is this true? A, Is this based no, on they thought story? he was a warlock or yeah. something. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this happened a lot in history and people that are allergic. I mean, now they we have died. an EpiPen. You know, yeah. you don't die anymore of that. I mean, you, you do, but you it's not as common as it was then, I should say. Um Carry your EpiPens, people. I was just, <laughs> right? at, actually, our, our office manager last week was asking me, um, I don't know, somebody, uh, there was a recall or something, and I was going over EpiPens and looking at the trainer, and he almost had a heart attack because I showed him how to use it, and I, I said like four times, this is a trainer, there's no needle in here, it's so people can practice, and then I like pretend to stab myself with it, and he's like, <gasps> what are you doing? And I'm like, I just told you, there's <laughs> right, nothing in totally here. you're totally just going to... Randomly give grab myself any effort, needle. Yeah. You never know who'd use it. Well, <laughs> but uh, it was funny anyway. So I'm so thankful for technology. Yeah, it's great. And now we can do gene mapping. I mean, like all the things. Imagine my mom always says, "I just wish I was going to be alive in a hundred years because I want to see how far we go." Oh yeah, it's going to be crazy. All the different discoveries that we have happening. Can you imagine all the things that have happened in just the last five years? What's going to happen? like in 10 years. Um, It's funny because as far as we've come, there are still people, including myself, who are extremely phobic of healthcare. Right. (laughs) I had a patient this week who was so phobic of needles. We couldn't do anything for her because she had pulled her IV out um, when she was in kind of a confused state. And then um, I tried to get an IV back in her while she was kind of asleep-ish and uh, she, I didn't get it. She had really tiny veins. Mm. And um, the then later when I tried to have someone from the ER, because ER nurses are really good at IVs, they do yep. it all day, every day, yeah. come up, she was just yelling and screaming. Aww. She didn't want to, poor thing. So yeah, it was just kind of an ordeal. And um, over the course of the, the three days that I was taking care of her, Finally, she you know, started to have a little bit of a sense of humor about things. And um, on the last day, and every medication I took her, she would say, well, what form is that? How are you going to give it to me? You know, Because she thought everything was going to be a needle. Hmm. And, she must have um, had a bad experience. She did, sometime. yeah. She told me about something oh, that happened yeah. when she was a child. It was at her dentist. Oh. Um, so anyway, I take in a medication one day. And she's, you know, she says things in a very hostile way. Well, what are you giving me right now? And what form is that? Yeah. And I said, um... Well, it's a it's a capsule form, but I'm going to put this capsule in some water, dissolve it, and then go get the big rusty cat needle and give it to you that way. Oh, <laughs> my God. Did well, she, at this point, she thought it was funny. funny. Well, okay. she probably knew you by Yeah, then, we like, had three days together. She yeah. was actually a really sarcastic person. She was actually a very rude person for a while. She was cussing a lot. I had to do some... Oh. Boundary setting. Let me guess. Little mm-hmm. demented, little elderly. She lady. wasn't. No, she just oh. was. Um, she was a strange personality type. Some of, some she was gruff or funny that way. She was, and she finally she was cussing so much at me and putting her <laughs> husband down a lot. And finally, oh. I had to say, "Listen, you can't curse. This is completely inappropriate. You have a neighbor. I, I don't want to be talked to like that. Right. You need to yeah. be respectful, and that's what I need in order to take care of you." And after that. It was things really changed, but she was still, um, you know, 
She was still her sarcastic yeah, self, but we still a stinker. We got along better after that. Mm-hmm. I got her, and she got me, and we. You just had to give her didn't some cross each other's and, lines. Yeah, yeah, huh. exactly. She understood boundaries, and she probably didn't have them before. Mm-hmm. So she was probably in charge of everything, and then all of a sudden, somebody came in who respected her, and was like, "Um, no, that's not going to work here." She totally you know? <laughs> was walked all over her husband. They don't have any boundaries, <laughs> and um, it's just. Kind it's, of felt bad for him, but then I thought, well, he could say something if he didn't like this, and he just kind of laughed, and he enabled it totally. So, Speaking okay. of fears, it's funny. Like, I feel like fears, there's most of the time so much worse in our heads. We're really afraid. Anything happening, right. absolutely. Yeah. And then it happens. Like, we have to teach people um, how to give them – well, I've had to do this a lot with when I, used, I worked at a previous job, giving pe- teaching people – sorry, my blood sugar is low um, – teaching people how to give themselves insulin shots and they're terrified and I totally get it because I was terrified when I had to do my first one to myself. I can't even imagine that yeah. as a as a kid. That would that would be No, terrifying. I was I was 19. I was oh, 19. you were not. Still yeah. that's a kid. That's still At a 19, kid. I was still Yeah, but I mean, you know, 7 would be different. That was yeah. my worst fear. And mm-hmm. so I obviously Absolutely. got over that, but I'm still terrified of mouth needles. I they have to like give me gas because I hate needles in my mouth. It terrifies me. Anyway, that's one place where I don't mind them. Really? I just feel like I I want the dentist to make me numb. So, and I hardly ever feel it. My Can dentists I, have always been really good. So, um, it's, I, it's, I enjoy the volume. Yeah. The, oh, I don't <laughs> I, get volume. I, have, I get the gas. No, I, I've had the gas, but also I get the volume before I go. And then I have a driver because when I have dental issues, it's a big deal. And mm. you know what? I'm not. I'm not about the anxiety. I'm not about it. So if the opportunity is to have a little volume and then go in and then be comfy and listen to some music. Medicate. Great. Why you not? You can't get that sound out of your ears. Yeah. The pain is one thing, but Does, you can't get that drill sound out of your ears. And the smells. Yes. Does exactly. your dentist have, mine has, you put on these glasses and then they have a TV screen right above you and you can watch any movie you want on Netflix. Oh. I love my dentist. He's awesome. Mm. My dentist has no, a very low-tech, um, 70s-style decorated office. Yeah, I really yeah. like it. There's yeah. wood paneling up on the ceiling and Sweet. on the walls. Yeah. And he's the only dentist. It's just you feel like you're the only person in there. I don't know. Aww, I like it. That is really nice. Yeah. Is it the one down the street? It's not from down the street from here. It's close to the mall, Cottingtown Mall. Okay, okay. Uh, I want to tell you something funny. So Carter, when he was a kid... He, I see him smiling. I think in the Carter and I have on matching socks, by the way. What uh, do the bottom oh, of your but, socks say? Oh, bring me oh a beer. We basically have the same. So Sarah is wearing black and pink socks, and it says, "If you can read this on the bottom, bring me." On the bottom, it says, "If you can read this, bring me a glass of wine." And Carter's, I think, so I got, got them for yeah. him. And it says, "If you can read this, bring me a beer." <laughs> we should take a That's picture awful. for that. Oh, That's seriously. Seriously. We That's will. Funny. Anyway, so needles. I knew they were needles as a kid. Carter was okay with getting needles in his mouth as a kid because he thought it was like a little pincher thing and it would just pinch your nerve and oh. that's why you couldn't feel it so it was like a little thing that would just grab and hold onto your nerve and you wouldn't feel anything and so he didn't realize it was a needle and it's the cutest little thing ever Aww. and that's why he wasn't scared whereas I knew that I wish I thought it was a little pincher that was just like pinching your nerves <laughs> okay so I totally have to say this it's so embarrassing but as a kid I had a cavity and I took a shot once. I screamed so loud, I almost came out of my skin. My mom was in the waiting room, just, you know, absolutely panicked. Um, from then on, I never had Novocaine until I was 24. So anytime I had dental work, any cavities, and I had a lot of cavities as a kid, 
I never took the Novocaine. And my dentist would like make my mom say, okay, you can do this. So I had all my cavities done with no Novocaine. Mm-mm. What a stupid no child. anesthesia at all. Like no. you just had no. to feel the... I didn't want it because my, my dentist would jiggle my gum. Yeah. And he would put the needle in. It was the jiggling of the gum that uh, freaked me out. It's supposed to adult, distract you. Yeah, that's yeah, how... I didn't even know I was getting a needle injected it, the, whenever it, I was a psychologically, kid. Psychologically, it freaked me out. So as an adult... Mm. I'm, You're like, don't jiggle. No, I went to my dentist. I'm like, oh, no, you can do a cavity. That's fine. He's like, okay, I'm going to do... Th- no, I'm not taking the Novocaine. Mm. It turned out that I I even asked my mom, like, seriously, I did that? I did all my cavities as a kid. Any dental work, no Fillings, Novocaine. you did all your fillings. Yeah. yeah. Any of that. Like, it was so no. stupid. Now as an adult, I'm like, what do you got? Yeah. <laughs> How much it doesn't do even got? hurt. It's just that... So back to my point yeah. is it's not even bad. It's the Shots thought. aren't really that bad. <laughs> the needles in your mouth aren't that bad. It's Mm-mm. the thought of it that is terrifying. Shots are bad. Yep. I don't like them. No. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm talking good. about the needle going near your skin. I'm not talking about the like stuff they're injecting. Or is that what you're talking mm-hmm. about? Oh, the best. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I just don't. The needle's not bad, <laughs> but... Yeah, I think it's... I think it's just a matter of the anticipation of everything. It's just like a surgical procedure. (laughs) (laughs) My dog is like passed out with her eyes rolled back in her head lying on Regina's cell phone. It's really (laughs) cute. I had had some hair in my wine. I know. I on my phone. You know, you just got to be comfortable with. I love to preppers. Nothing clean when you have some animals. I'm waking up. Just wait till we have kids. We'll probably have poop in your wine glass. Well, and no. I, mean, you know, I might draw the line there. I just might. <laughs> really? I yeah. mean, you're fine with cat hair. I don't know. I feel like it's a small step. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm back on day shift now. Oh, yeah. <sighs> That's nice. Yeah. Is it? Um, mm-hmm. it? But, I mean, it's more stressful than the night shift, but... It's nice because I get to sleep normal hours and I don't feel like I waste a day sleeping. Mm. I guess it's pretty much the same amount of time. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Of sleeping and wakefulness. But the day that you go back to a night shift, it feels like a wasted day because you have to stay home and sleep. try and rest if you can. Yeah. And are you flip-flopping do. or you're only on days now? I'm I'm only signed up for days, but last week I picked up a night shift because they were offering an extra shift differential and they really, really needed help. So mm. that's why yeah, I wasn't on the podcast last week. Oh, yeah. They pay a lot more. Like, yeah. They, it's night almost, shift. Yeah. Um, no, night shift, actually, it's only $4 more an hour, hmm. which I didn't realize. For and, nights? Yeah, for nights. But the shift differential is um, it's $30 more an hour. <laughs> wow. So, I know. I'm sorry. What is it? That's I was coughing. $30 more an hour. What? If you pick up an extra shift in the week. Wow. So, you mean, so is that for uh, any? job doesn't have anything like that. I had no clue. Is no that? Clue. That's awesome. Is that for like, instead of three, you're doing four? So no, anytime I only you do... did three last week. Anytime they put out, if they really, really urgently need someone, they'll offer an extra shift differential. Mm-hmm. And as a per diem nurse, every shift is extra for me. So right. I could do only that if they Sarah's had it happen enough. Sarah's making Wow. Well, yeah, I would totally bad. do that. But um, That's yeah, crazy. so I did yeah. work a night shift last week. Um, but going forward, I'm only signed up for days. But if that comes up again, I won't say, I don't, I don't right. know if yeah. I would say no to all of them. So oh, anyway, yeah, I would do that. That's cool. I'd be like, can I just do that all the time? <laughs> so <laughs> just pick up all the shifts. If it was reliable, that's yeah, what I would probably absolutely. do, but it's not reliable. But so. They have to have give you an incentive. Mm-hmm. You're doing them a favor. They right. have to give you incentive yeah. to do that favor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Otherwise, it's like, oh, what, $4 more an hour for me to change my whole schedule? No. Mm-hmm. So okay. what's the 
what do you like more, day shift, night shift? What's the difference? How are the people, the patients? How do you feel? You know, I, I think, I don't know which one I like better. I like the pace at nights better because you actually get to read up about your patients and you feel like you really understand what's going on mm-hmm. um, and have time to think and do everything you need to. Um, but you have to be awake at night and they have to drive home in the morning and I have a long drive. No, thank you. Um, I have a long drive. So I've been having some scary moments where I felt like I was going to fall asleep. And so then I'll pull over on the side of the road and then I'll try to sleep and I can't because, you know, that's... Anxiety yeah. producing, just sitting by the oh, side of the absolutely. road and hoping a car doesn't hit you. Um, well, and that road is one of the worst roads <clears throat> yeah. in our area. So, yeah. And that's why I always tell you whenever I hear you're going to work, drive safe. Yeah. When you're coming home from work, drive safe. That, that road is horrible. So, um, so that I like the night shift for the pace. And the people who work on nights are cool, although there are a lot more um, young and inexperienced nurses on night shift. They're really good. They're smart, but Mm -hmm. it's just a different crowd to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that on night shift, I can go to the gym on my lunch break. There's a whole, you get a full hour on nights. Um, they just don't have the resources to let everyone do that on days. Mm -hmm. It's too busy. Um, so anyway, I like all that. That's a nice change up. Yeah. An hour lunch. That's, mm -hmm. that's a big difference. I feel like people know nurses work a lot, but it is actually reality that in a day shift, 12 hour shift, you're working 12 hours and you do not get an hour even for lunch. You right. get, what, 30 minutes if you're lucky? Yeah. Because sometimes you don't get a break. Sometimes well, you have to use the restroom during your lunch. Though, yeah, too. right. You, you, in California, you have to, you know, they have to offer you a lunch break. They have to be able to provide you a lunch break. But mm-hmm. what a lot of nurses end up doing if they've had a really busy day is chart while they're off the clock just mm-hmm. so they don't end up having to stay really late, which I will never do. I'll mm-hmm. stay late and yeah. take the overtime it's because not worth it. my right. break is my break. And if I use up my break doing work, then I can't, I get burned out. That's mm-hmm. how I, that's how I, yeah. I get burnt out. Well, and you're, need not, breaks. you're not clearing your head. The whole idea of taking a break is get out of that situation, go have, you know, get some fresh air, <clears throat> get a drink of water, go to the restroom, clear your head so that when you come back, you're ready and refreshed. Yeah, you need to a get mental the best reset. Patient, patient care you can give. If you just keep going and going, you're gonna, you know, be on like driving on an empty tank. Mm-hmm. Do, so, do you get in addition to like a thirty minute lunch break during days? Do you get um, breaks? You're supposed to have two fifteen minute breaks and a thirty minute lunch, mm. but you never get that on days because it's too busy. I mean, sometimes if you have a little free time here and there, I'll go and you know have a snack in the break room. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's just really, really busy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on days I like it obviously because I get a normal wake sleep schedule, um, and I like all the action that's happening. It's more, um, you know, mentally stimulating. I think like you have to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to juggle more things. Not that night shift isn't mentally stimulating. It is, but there just aren't as many balls in the air. You know, mm-hmm. so you really got to be on your toes. The action's happening. You get to be there when the doctor's round, so you get to hear firsthand what the plan is. Right. Um, but it's so busy. It's so busy and stressful, and you have more opportunity to make, make mistakes, which I have made some. Um, and I'll tell you guys about one of them. I, I've already told you, but I haven't. don't think I've told the, the podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. Or me. Or Regina, so oh, tell I it. Okay, I don't so know, maybe. There's a patient that I had that was supposed to have a major surgery on the very next day. She was going to have a, a heart valve replaced. And the nurse who was on night shift giving me a report for this day 
said, oh, so she's going to have surgery tomorrow. She has aspirin and Eliquis. Eliquis is a blood thinner, and aspirin can thin your blood in a different way as well. Okay. And she said, you know, we're not supposed to give those to her. They're still on the med list, but just don't give them. Dr. So-and-so said, hold it. And okay. I said, okay, right. So um, anyway, I that morning ended up being so crazy because that patient she was talking about and another patient of mine both went into rapid AFib at the same time. Oh, now, if you times. don't know what rapid AFib is, go back and listen to episode one. Right? Yeah. I think that was our first one. Yeah. So it's an irregular heart rate that's really fast. And that's dangerous. You want to take care situation. of that right away. And one patient didn't have IV access, so I didn't really have very many good options for medication administration. So also, sorry to interrupt, just IV access. When we say that, we don't mean we could not get to her IV. It means she didn't have one in her right, right. now. So she had pulled it out or right. or. It, infiltrated that means it just you know went bad right before um, Mm -hmm. my shift started and she had really difficult veins to find and get and we were waiting on someone to come up from the ER to start an IV so um, anyway so I'm basically and I had a student nurse that day which which is awesome just makes your day a little (laughs) bit more challenging because you have to explain things it's Mm -hmm. just another thing you have to do Mm -hmm. you should do it and you should be happy about it because student nurses are going to be nurses one day, but it is stressful sometimes to have a student nurse. Right. Anyway, so I'm running around crazy busy. I also have two other patients that I'm trying to take care of. And um, in the midst of all this, and I end up giving almost all my meds late because I was too busy worrying, you know, trying to figure out this AFib thing. Um, so when I go around and give meds, I'm just doing it as fast as I can, just playing catch up. And I give this lady her aspirin and Eliquis. And I'm thinking, yes, she's got AFib. That makes you at risk for heart, you know, for blood clots. This makes sense to give it to her. I wasn't thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm, So we don't want to give people blood thinners the day before surgery because then they could bleed during surgery a lot. That's Mm -hmm. really dangerous. Counterindication. Yeah. So I, I, all day, I don't think about it. And I get through the end of the day and I'm just relieved it's the end of the day. And the surgeon calls and he says, hey, can you make sure this patient doesn't get any aspirin or Eliquis? And I said, sure thing. And I hung up the phone and then I was like, (laughs) oh no. No. <laughs> Oops. Don't, so don't, don't. I had to call him back and I said, I'm really sorry, but I gave her aspirin and Eliquis this morning. And he was pissed. Ooh. Rightfully so, because this is a woman's life. You know, right. she was going to have surgery the next mm-hmm. day and now we can't do it. Um, and he, you know, first he, he yelled at me a lot. Um, and I just kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're right. No, I know, I, I, sh- I know better, and I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> you good. Know, I mean, and, you admitted it, and you, yeah, you, un- you understood. You but then yes, he said, and- it, the order is not, it's not even ordered. And then I did defend myself a little bit, because I said, well, no, it's ordered. I'm looking at the MAR right now. It's still ordered. I'm going to cancel the order right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't believe me, but then he finally took a second look and then he realized and then yeah. he said, this shouldn't have happened. I told the PA, that's his physician's assistant, they should have canceled it. And I told the nighttime nurse and, yeah. you know, this shouldn't have happened. And I said, no, you're right. She told me, the nighttime nurse told me and it's my fault. Well, then we got off the phone and he called me back and he apologized. And ever since then, he's been so nice to me. Oh. He just feels really bad. Like he's overly nice, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're fine. But I just felt crappy and of I had to go explain did. to this patient. And she was so nice, but I could tell she was disappointed and yeah. her family was upset well, with she's me. She's probably already scared. Yeah. To know that she's going in to get a heart valve replaced. Mm-hmm. And then all that anxiety 
and then up oh, you get to go home and come. Just back. kidding, <laughs> and we can't do it the next day because the next day is no. a Saturday. Uh, so wait, it's a hospital though. They're not. They won't do them on Saturday. There's certain days that they do surgeries, like like planned scheduled hearts. surgeries. No, uh, so they wouldn't. unless it's an urgent. Yeah. Emergent, yeah. Um. So. Yeah, man, that's so a she had to go home. That's she got discharged. She was oh, admitted man. for that hospitalization specifically for the surgery. Yeah, she didn't come in with an emergency. She had already done that. Yeah. Went home, thought about it, decided to come back for the surgery, and I screwed it all up. Uh, <sighs> but that just goes well, to show. You know, I think we should do an episode, and I don't know if next episode you and I are on here, but starting because I feel like people would be really curious. Um, the day you, the moment you get to the hospital, tell the moment you leave what do you do the whole shift like I feel like oh, that's as a nurse yeah oh yeah. that's a good idea I think Day in the life and I think as an office nurse so I could do that too like I think you and I could talk about it and the difference and what we do and all the things we deal with and I feel like people would be really curious because we've when I do ask people to please write in with questions it's oftentimes about not necessarily patient stories but what is it like to be a nurse? What do you do? And I think what they mean is from start to finish, from when you you get there on your job, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a nurse? You know what I mean? Well, there's a lot of tasks so, that you guys have to do that people don't realize are exactly. part of nursing. Well, I, the doctors like we work with don't even job. realize. Mm-hmm. We've been yeah. getting a lot of our doctors in the office coming in saying, I've been getting a lot of messages for this, this, and that. And we said, we don't do that. Those are your MAs. Like, look who's sending you these messages. Or I've been getting a lot of this, this, and this didn't come to me, and it's urgent. And we said, well, it never came to us. So, you know, it's just like, no one knows, really. But it would just be, I think it'd be, let's do that. A day in the life. A day in the life. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. We can't, you know, and there, we can only do that once because day in the life <laughs> of the we have a different shoes job. and support stockings. Right, <laughs> support stockings you wear. So that's that's another change. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. wearing those now. Oh, you know why? Not because you're getting of so old. Veins. No, because I have. Ar- <laughs> well, kidding. it's partially because I have arthritis, but mm-hmm. also. Um, even before I did, I would get really tired mm-hmm. working a day, you know, a whole day as a yeah. nurse and they just help promote circulation and oh, it makes I a love huge difference. Stopping. It does? Yeah. Oh I God. feel energized still throughout the day. You can tell day. when you don't wear them after you've mm-hmm. been wearing them for a while. I hmm. wore them when I was cocktailing in Vegas and they were amazing, but I still wear them under my scrubs and I'll probably still wear them when I'm, yeah. you know, doing my job. That's, um... I remember when I was in the hospital and on my feet for the 12 hours that, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my feet were killing me. My legs were killing me. I was exhausted. Got to get the right shoes, the right. Yeah. And so, I mean, now it's not applicable. I sit for most of the day. Um, I stand on and off though. I walk around a lot. Um, but it's good you stand because sitting all day has its own. Oh, yeah, it's risks terrible to your body. for you. I know. I just yeah. I and just, you just don't realize it till it's a little too late when you're just in so much pain and you don't realize you've been sitting down. I was just yeah. I was just telling Sarah that the same thing. Like when I'm doing computer work, I'm used to doing patient care, getting up, moving, twisting, right, you know, bending over, just doing injuring kinds, your shoulder all doing all, day. all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like extending my shoulder, ridiculous. And now I'm sitting at a computer. Yeah, I have to set my timer, get up, right. walk around. Yeah. you know. Yeah, it's really, it's bad to sit all day, but I have a standing desk, so I kind of on and off all day long, get up and sit around. And even even if I don't decide to use it as standing that day, I still like am always getting up to go talk to a doctor or to go do this or to see a patient or to whatever, fax something or, you know, I'm uh, on, you know. Anyway, not quite as much as, I don't know, being on your feet all day also has its own issues. Um, Varicose veins and all this stuff. Um, So... I don't know what the point of that was, but yeah, I'm excited 
do life day in the, the day. Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think that would be That's going to be more work for me. <laughs> How am I going to keep track of everything I'm doing? I have really? to already Come chart on. everything I'm doing for the patients. Okay, today I got out of the shower and I put on my compression clothes. <laughs> now I'm putting on And then I went to work. Clothes. Wait, I forgot to put Wait a clothes minute. on. I got to oh. clothes on. <laughs> I feel like keeping I picked a, a booger that was really dry. <laughs> no. That might actually just, be helpful. I mean, you Passing don't need meds, to like... <laughs> start an IV. Try to start an IV, missed. Oh my gosh, I've been missing this week and it sucks because uh, I'm usually good at starting IVs. Mm-hmm. And this week I missed three times. Uh, One of them was a really, really tough stick. And um, our charge nurse, who's really good, missed her too. And we had to send her to the OR and mm-hmm. she got one with an ultrasound. Um, so I didn't feel so bad about that one. But the other two, man, they were good veins and I should have got them. And I was just pissed at myself. Uh, that's so frustrating. We have a per diem nurse who doesn't really have any IV experience. So she's been coming in and like practicing and um, she's frustrated. She'll try like four times because oh. the patient's like, oh yeah, practice on me. And she'll try oh, for like well, four cool. times. Yeah. And then doesn't get it or she did. And then I did. Bless a, you patients. I know. Right? I know. I know. Patients really of our patients. You, if well, you go twice on me. But that's also different. A lot of these people are older and they don't really mind yeah. as much for some reason. Some of them do, but, yeah. um, that's you nice. know, and then she goes every time and asks me when she comes back in, she's like, oh, well, how was your study? Did you get it? I'm like, feel guilty. Yeah. I well, got yeah, it. but... <laughs> I don't, I mean, but I obviously don't also. always get it. That's what I keep saying. And when saying. you're new, you don't get them 100% 100, 100 of the time. You don't ever you get don't. them 100% of the yeah. time. I, mean, I still don't get them all. You're always going to be you know. improving your skills. And right. Things. But like, the people that do them, needs to know that. <laughs> people that do them every single day, like ER nurses or- Pick um, nurses. Or like even our nuclear, we, our nuclear person, yep. their job is to do, they do like eight to 10 a day. And yep. that's just how it is. That's they usually their get job. Them. Right. Yeah, But if, you know, and especially, I think we've said this before, or Sarah, you said it before, that people mostly are getting IVs now in the, hosp- in the ER or before they even get to you for admitting or something, right? Or you do Yeah, them, people but- usually come up with an IV. The right. only times I start them are if we need a second one mm-hmm. or if their first one goes bad. Or yeah. if their first one expires, because you can only right. keep them in for four days and then... Oh, I thought the policy had changed that now you keep them in as long as you... As long as it varies you can, unless hospital. they're okay. Yeah, uh, I think it varies by hospital. Who told us that? I thought that was the new nurse that said you keep them in as long as they're fine, unless unless Did they're Jen not fine. Say that maybe no, not Jen. Um, Emily, the oh. I thought she said the new policy is to keep oh, all IVs in unless they. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would think it would because they used to be every three be days when I was in school. Each hospital, though, too, because hospitals mm-hmm. have their own policies on top right. of the federal re- regulations. Yeah. But it makes sense, right, to keep it in and not have to like introduce something right into your bloodstream mm-hmm. unless it's visibly soiled or what you know, or infiltrated, right, or it comes out or something like that. Um, speaking of Emily, she's almost off of orientation and she'll be joining us again soon to yes. tell us the updates. She's on night shift orienting now. I'm excited. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be cool to check in good. with her. Well, Our little duckling. Thanks, Regina, for coming. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Always Great. Fun. Can't wait. We'll have to catch up once you're traveling around Absolutely. and you have more stories. Oh, if you have any time at all to ever come back. <laughs> on my two days a month yeah. and I'll be home. <laughs> Doing laundry, you'll probably right. be just sitting on your couch doing nothing. I don't even know I have nothing. a house anymore. I'm like, 
Maybe I should just like be Airbnb. Just Airbnb. That's like come come back. And I'm pretty sure you've uh, said you're going to spend your time home with me on the river. So wait a minute. Yeah, I think I found my Airbnb. (laughs) You should just uh, rent out your place and make some money. Fly home. Bring my bring my winter clothes and then my summer clothes and then Mm -hmm. be good to go on the river. Well, thanks everyone, and we'll catch catch us next week. We're gonna. Do a day in the life of nurses and please. Um, oh man, next week I have an assignment until then. Okay, yes. I gotta get on that. Dude, it doesn't have to be like ever, that specific day. I'm Just playing. Saying. I'll be fine. Um, and then uh, catch next Petite Sarah and we're gonna answer some questions and share some fun stories. Cheers. Cheers, guys. <laughs>